We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Good morning, everybody. For those that know me, my name is Mark, and I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes or so just sharing that something God's put upon my heart. The thing I'm going to talk about today is basically about direction. One of the things I've been thinking about is that we're either moving towards God or we're moving away from him. And so my question I'm trying to pose to everybody this morning is, which direction do you think you are facing today? Are you moving towards the things of God? Or would you say you're walking away from him? As time is limited this morning, I want to whiz through the story of Naomi, which we find in the book of Ruth. Now, famine had hit Judah, where they lived. And Elimelech and Naomi and their two boys basically decided to leave where they were to go in search of food. And they knew that food was available and plentiful in the land of Moab. So there you've got Naomi and her two sons. And in the Bible, lots of the the names of people have meanings. And I find these ones really interesting. Naomi means sweet and pleasant. Malon means sickness. And Kelon means failing. I mean, I think they got the baby name book wrong that particular time. Because why on earth would you call one of your sons sickness and the other one failing? So there they were. They left where they were, where God had for them. They went to Moab. And while they were there, the sons found wives, Moab wives, Oprah and and Ruth. After about 10 years of being there, tragedy struck. So Naomi's husband died. And not only that, but both of her sons died as well. So they became three widows. And back then, being a widow was no, it it wasn't a great thing to be. If you had no man to provide for you, you had very limited options. You could either become a slave, you could become a beggar in the streets, or some women had to turn to prostitution. So after about 10 years, Naomi realises that Moab is not the place for her to be. And she decides to start the journey back home. She tells both of her daughter-in-laws to stay where they are, go and find themselves new Moab husbands. Oprah does that in obedience, but Ruth is very adamant. And she says, no, I'm going to return with you. And in the natural, when you think about it, there was a famine, which is the reason she left. And me being a parent and a husband, I'm thinking to myself, if there was famine here and there was food over there, Yeah, I'm moving my family. I don't want them to starve. But the thing was that God didn't have that place for them. Where they were was where he had for them. In the land of Moab, God didn't want them to go there. So what is it about direction? Well, if I want to walk towards you and I start in this direction, it's going to be pretty difficult, isn't it, for me to achieve my destination? Because unless we are on the correct trajectory, we're never actually going to make the correct destination. You see, there may be people there this morning that are thinking, why is God not coming through for me? 
Why am I not feeling fulfilled? Why do I feel so empty? Why is life not going my way? God, why can't I sense your presence? God, why don't I know where you are? The reason could be is that you're facing the wrong way. And you never end up in the right place when you're heading in the wrong direction. And this is where Naomi finds herself. Her trajectory was moving away from God. She had left the place where God had for her in Bethlehem and gone to Moab, which is enemy territory. Now, Moab, what did God think about Moab? Well, do you know what God called it? He called it his wash basin. Wash basin? Really want to go and visit there, wouldn't you? It's the place where God wanted to wash his feet. Enemy territory. Ask yourself this morning, is the trajectory of your life pointing towards the things of God or towards the things of the world? Is your heart and does your mind drift towards the eternal purposes of God? Or are they fixated and looking at what you can get from this world? See, maybe there was a time, or just to, ex just to explain as well, Chemosh was the main false god there in Moab. They used to undertake human sacrifices, even child sacrifice. Not the sort of place you want to go, is it? So the food was there, but also the worship of false gods. So maybe there was a time when you'd wake up and you'd have that wonderful quiet time with God. You'd seek his purposes for you. You'd think to yourself, I want my life to matter. I want to look for ways to be a blessing to those around me. I'd listen for his voice. I want to be directed by his spirit. But perhaps along the way, you got a little distracted. What if the distraction is the news and the media that bombards us day by day? What if it's that all-important relationship that you've been seeking? What about countless hours in the office just to tick the boxes and look impressive for your boss? What about the fact that COVID has been there? We've been battling this thing for over a year now. You've been in isolation. And you're thinking through all of these things, God, where are you? This is pretty difficult. Maybe it's the fact that since church locked down like we knew it before in Mayfield School, you haven't been able to serve in the same way. And that is where you used to find your purpose and feel connected to God. Maybe you're thinking to God, I'm a little disappointed. Not in where I find myself, but in you, God. It's interesting, isn't it? Being just one degree off, especially in aviation, is a big problem. They have this thing called the one in 60 rule, which basically means if you set off from point A to point B, up you go, in the air, you know where you're going, and you're off by just one degree. By the time you've flown 60 miles, you're one mile away from the destination point that you had in the first place. Are you moving? Is your life moving in the direction of God? Because the wrong direction will end you up in the incorrect destination point. When you're in this, when you're in the midst of this, when frustration comes, when disappointment comes, 
we start to have a distorted view of God. And if you've got a distorted view of God, it leads you to having a distorted view of life itself. And we see this in Naomi's case. Naomi was bitter with God. She was angry with him. She blamed him for their deaths. She thought he was wrong for doing so and had no intentions of forgiving him. And when we look at it, God didn't do anything wrong and therefore didn't need forgiveness. But that's what bitterness is. When you feel like someone has wronged you and you hold on to that anger inside, instead of forgiving them, that's where that seed of bitterness is planted and it grows. Naomi had been in Moab for 10 years. She'd taken herself away from her home, from the things of God. And this is affecting the way that she was looking at life. See, I've found that God is really patient. Because he stands outside time, he waits patiently for us to recognise that we're on the wrong path, for us to turn our direction back to him. For some people watching today and listening today, maybe you started to go off the path, deviating just one degree at a time. It could be a compromise with the world that we live in. It could be a compromise with sin. And now you find yourself heading completely in the wrong direction. You've got a distorted view of God and you're wondering where he is and why did he let you down and without even realising it. Bitterness and disappointment have crept in. Now, Naomi's return couldn't have been easy. That recognition that we're on the wrong trajectory is sometimes tough. You see, in Ruth 1.21, Ruth says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. And it says in the scripture that when she returns to her hometown, the women come out and have a look. What are they saying? Could this be Naomi? Now, I've been struggling this week to work out whether they were saying that in a nice way. Oh, could this be Naomi? Or could this be Naomi? Now, her response was really interesting. Because she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. You see, in her pain and in her anguish, in her disappointment, those seeds that had been planted, that land where she'd left before, the thoughts of God came back to her. I was chatting to a friend recently about the countless names of God that are in the Bible. And the more I look at it, I think to myself, do you know what? The more you get to know God, the more intimate you become with him, the more your language changes towards him. So for some people that don't particularly know God, it's that man in the sky, or the big G. But once you've been transformed by him, once you've tasted his goodness, once you've been forgiven by God in ways that you would never have ever understood before, once you see that he is sovereign, once you see he's Lord of all and his goodness works through all things, even the bad stuff, that's what we have to recognise. God works all things, 
even the trials and the difficulties to fulfill his purposes. Once you start to recognise who he is, then you start to call him the things like saviour, redeemer, rock, shield. He's my comforter. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He's my righteousness. He's my friend. He's always with me and he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. Naomi uses a particular thing, the Almighty. El Shaddai. That's what it is in Hebrew. My papers are getting all messed up. And a very little literal translation would be that God is exactly what you need when you need him. He is El Shaddai. He is adequate. He is enough. He's always there when you have a need. And in this moment, God is exactly what you need in the circumstance that you find yourself in right now. In this place and by his power, he is exactly what you need. So this is where the story turns for Naomi. It turns from brokenness. She tells the daughters to return home, as I said. Oprah returns home. But as we know, the famous story in Ruth's response, she goes, your God will be my God and your people will become my people. Ruth had a huge choice to make at that point, one that would determine the rest of her future. She essentially gave up going back to her home, going back and getting a husband, going back and having children in order to return with Naomi. I recommend you read the book of Ruth. It's a fascinating story. You see, Ruth patiently goes back with Naomi patiently waits for her husband and marries Boaz and they give birth to a son. The women say to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who has this day not let you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better than seven sons has given birth to him. That's how important it was to have a man in your family. The scripture says that Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women there said that Naomi had a son. They named him Obed, which means servant of God. Now, into a bit of gene genealogy. What a complicated word that is for me to say. This took ages to type out. But it's amazing because when we start to go through that list, Obed to Jesse to David to Solomon and on and on and on and on you come. Mathahan to Jacob. Jacob had Joseph, Mary's husband. Mary who gave birth to Jesus. Think about it. Out of Naomi's brokenness, God brought about wholeness and healing through Jesus Christ. It was out of the pain and of the bitterness and of the brokenness that the goodness and faithfulness of El Shaddai the God who is exactly what you need when you need him, brought about a saviour into the world. Through brokenness, God brought healing. And this is exactly what God can do for you today. I believe this word is for somebody today that's stuck in that pain and then brokenness. They're stuck in bitterness. God is speaking to you today to say he's exactly what you need. It's his love for you. It's his power for you. It's his goodness to give you hope. 
in the middle of the pane. This morning I'm talking to those who went out full and came back empty. I'm talking to those who are holding bitterness towards God and wondering where God is and why God didn't and why God hasn't done what you thought he would do. I'm talking to those of you that may have been disappointed because you didn't get that job you really wanted or because you can't conceive or because you're still not married and you thought you would be by this time or because you're married and your marriage is really struggling. I'm talking to those who are confused because you're still battling addictions or fighting against depression. I'm talking to those who are confused and don't know where God is. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge or onto unforgiveness. I want to remind you that you never get to the right place if you're walking in the wrong direction. If you're walking away from God today, I'm going to encourage you to do something which is very, very simple. I want you to turn back to El Shaddai. Turn back to him. Call on him. Cry out to him. Throw all the weight of your hurts upon him and start to trust him again. To get to know him intimately, call him El Shaddai, the God who is ample, the God who is adequate, the God who has everything you need at the very moment that you need him. And if you find yourself hurting or broken or confused or feeling betrayed, maybe you're stuck in Moab at this time where God's blessings are in Bethlehem. If you're heading in the wrong direction, then turn back to God. Let him redeem your loss. Let him redeem your heart. Let him be everything that you need when you need him. Let him take whatever is testing you right now and redeem it and turn that test into your testimony where you declare the goodness of God let him take that mess of your life and give you the power to declare the message of the redemption and the goodness of his power. How do we do this? My first suggestion is we stop. Stop. Just stop for a moment and say, God, am I on your path? Am I walking towards you? Or have I got off by a couple of degrees? This word repent, what does it mean? It means to turn away from, turn in the opposite direction and turn back to him. And it means surrender to the king. God is sovereign. God is Lord of all. He chooses and he knows and he's got plans that are there to prosper you. 
and not harm you. In the midst of your battle, in the midst of your bitterness, in the midst of everything that is consuming you right now, he is exactly what you need. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK. Thank you.